0: We are joined by Matt Hall, K State Online Rivals.com. And Matt, we talked about anything can happen in college football. Now, three straight weeks, a top five team has lost to an unranked team as uh, Kansas State pulls off the upset 48 to 41. And that score, a little bit deceiving, is about mid fourth quarter, it, Kansas State had full control of that game.
1: No doubt about it, and Trey, it's funny. I'm not. I'm not making this up. You may have been the first, or at least one of the first people I thought about when that game ended, because you told me last week on your show you kind of referenced hey, You know, two weeks ago uh, we had what was it, Wisconsin, Illinois, or maybe it was South Carolina, Georgia. I have it backwards. In Wisconsin, Illinois, and maybe another one, and then it sure was. And then you were right too. I mean, it was 48-23 in the fourth quarter of that game. There was a stretch, depending how you break up the scoring, where K-State outscored Oklahoma 41-6 to at one point in that game. So, uh, you know, the Sooners, of course, are a very explosive team, and they had a chance late if they could recover an onside kick to even, you know, perhaps tie and force overtime. But but I think you're right. I think in general the score's a little deceptive. Um, for the vast majority of that game, K-State was in was in pretty good control um, against Oklahoma, and, of course, it was a great, great win for Chris Kleiman in the first year, you know, leading this program.
0: Speaking of the onside kick, very unique play. It appeared that Oklahoma recovered it, and I guess the luck was running out for Kansas State late in that game that Oklahoma was building a lot of momentum, but if you watch it, it was like a weird bounce. It bounced off a right. Oklahoma player's knee, and so uh, I won't say Kansas State caught a break, but it definitely seemed luck was on their side, which when you get one of these big upsets, you need.
1: Oh, exactly. Yeah. And I think even I think even Chris Kleinman in postgame may have used the word I don't know if he used the word break or fortunate or that kind of thing. Um, So I don't think it's wrong to say that, you know, but but I think as far as that play goes, it was unique. Um, The Big 12 has come out since and and kind of stood behind the call. Uh, Oklahoma did touch the ball before 10 yards. There's some confusion about whether you can do that if you're blocked into the player or not. Um, but that rule is not really, you know, the whole blocked in the thing is not intended for, you know, onside kicks. Talking about kicks down the field and that kind of legal touching. So, I think the Big 12 did get the call right. But still, I mean, on the on the field, it was ruled Oklahoma football. So, anytime you get a call like that overturned, when the other team has a chance to go down the field and perhaps, you know, force it to overtime, I think it's fair to call it a break. But um, like you said, it, it takes some of that usually to win a game like that. And in K State, I think obviously did enough to earn and deserve that win which is something Coach Kleiman certainly said afterward in that, in that same quote about perhaps catching a break against Oklahoma Lake there.
0: Yeah, two things we talked about that had to benefit K-State in this game was the turnover battle right, as well as the time of possession. They were able to win both of those. Obviously, they didn't turn over Jalen Hurts, but a trick play that led to an interception and then a fumble that led to a turnover. In my personal opinion, Skylar Thompson might have had the best game of his career. Four touchdowns. This was pretty interesting. The last quarterback to get four rushing touchdowns against a top-five team was Lamar Jackson against Florida State the year he won the oh. Heisman. So he had, I would say, his best game of his career from what I've seen from him, but you probably know a little bit more about Skyler.
1: I, I think you're pretty aware of what you're talking about, and I think you're right. I mean, there's other games where you could probably point at his passing numbers and say he was a hair more efficient or at a higher completion percentage or yard per attempt, and, and that would be accurate, but he was pretty gosh darn good throwing the ball. Um Saturday against Oklahoma, and then you referenced four touchdowns on the ground. Uh, a couple, I mean, none of them were easy. You know, a couple at least one was from 14 yards out, and he had to make moves to make guys miss on virtually all of them and become such a huge threat running the football in the red zone. So, yeah, I think he played his best game as a Wildcat. I think he would probably say the same, you know, um, after that. And then the things you referenced, too, um, K-State dominated time of possession. I want to say it was like a 15-, 16-minute edge, something like that. So that wasn't close. And then the turnovers were massive, one, you know, on a, on a kickoff. Or K-State was able to force a fumble and recover it and then take advantage of that and score. And then the other reference, the interception off the trick play was huge because it allowed K-State to take the lead heading into halftime. Skyler Thompson had that 14-yard run just a couple of plays later. So you're right, those were things K-State wanted to control. I mean, if you had really wrote down a list of things K-State wanted to accomplish in this game to win it, I, I don't. you know, you could pick five or ten, and they probably accomplished all of them. So uh, no doubt those were big plays. And then Skyler Thompson, of course, was a huge, huge reason why K-State won as well.
0: And, and the resiliency of this team. Another key I saw for this game was, one, they held Oklahoma to field goals multiple times in that game, and we talked about this last week. You're not going to stop Oklahoma's offense. I mean, they nearly right. got 500 yards of offense and put 41 right. points on the board, but they held them a three, especially early, where Oklahoma got scored the first 10 points of this game, and then all of a sudden it was 10 nothings, and then Kansas State's able to get back in this game and uh, respond very well.
1: You nailed it. It was 10-0 right away in that game, and then even 17-7 after K-State scored. So uh, two opportunities in the first quarter when you're down two scores to a really good Oklahoma team to think, well, this is going to go how everyone thinks it does. Um, and then it was very important, multiple times, like you referenced, they got Oklahoma, I mean, Oklahoma was deep in K-State territory, and they got them to settle for field goals. So no, no one has really had success doing that against Oklahoma this year. Um, and I think a big reason why was for whatever reason, Oklahoma didn't feel comfortable using a, a traditional running game against K-State. You know, they have, they're have loaded in the backfield with Trey Sermon and Kennedy Brooks and Ramonde Stevenson, and, and I'm probably forgetting guys. But they didn't give those guys many carries at all against K-State. They, they tried different things, and it didn't work as well in the red zone. And like you said, they – their offense was still productive. Oklahoma, of course, they're, they're maybe the best, probably the best offense in the country. But um, holding the field goals and then capitalizing, K State went eight for eight itself in the red zone on offense um, was, was, was the difference in the game for sure.
0: This week in the Sunflower Showdown, I'm learning the names of this right, rivalry. Right. As a kid who grew up in a battle between two in state schools being your main rivalry, got to be an interesting game this week. And uh, Kansas brings a new dynamic that they haven't had in a while a really right. really good offense
1: no doubt about it i mean k-state played a great offense in oklahoma last week and i'm not going to you know exaggerate and say that kansas is in the same league offensively as oklahoma but they're really really good particularly since changing coordinators you know the last two weeks they put up what 48 in austin two weeks ago and had a great chance of winning and then i think scored 37 in the win over texas tech and so many big plays like i don't know if you had a chance to watch kansas on saturday night um, but man, I feel like every every score they had was a 50 plus yard touchdown. So there's no denying their offense is very very good. It's very explosive, and K State has seen week after week, you know, against these offenses in the Big 12. You have to tackle and bring guys down, or else you're going to give up points. And I think Kansas will be the same. I don't. They're not Oklahoma, of course, but it is a very very good offense and one that's good enough to give K State a lot of trouble. You know, Saturday and Lawrence, if the Wildcats uh, aren't at their best.
0: And these games were very similar in terms of just ability, like. Kansas was down 17 nothing at one point yep. against Texas Tech. The big play seemed to help them in the passing game. I remember watching it. You said, did I watch it? Of course I did. I, I try to stay up sure. with the local teams as best I can.
1: I just know you're a busy man, that's all.
0: I tr- Man, you know it. I got, But I, Saturday is college <laughs> football. I watch as much as right. I can. Their quick straight ability has got to be a challenge for Kansas State and their pass defense, which has been good this season so far. I mean, Jalen Hurts didn't have his worst game, but also didn't have his best game last week, as the comparison. Yeah. They've been better.
1: I, I mean, OCD Lamb had a 70-yard touchdown in the game, but he's maybe the best offensive player in the Big 12. O- outside of that, there weren't a ton of monster play in the passing game. There was a 70-yard pass on a double reverse trick play that worked for Oklahoma and Jalen Hurts. But you're right. The K-State probably has given up more big plays this year on the ground, you know, when you think about the runs by Truba Hubbard and and Max Duggan and John Lovett for Baylor. So, I mean, I think it's been more on the ground than through the air. So, I think that is something K-State fans probably should feel good about is the play of their secondary and that it is an offense that's going to test K-State's ability to stop the big play. But um, I think more than Texas and more than Texas Tech at least, this is a defense that will play a shell back there and make KU beat them underneath as opposed to going over the top like they've had so much success doing against the Longhorns and Red Raiders the
0: last two weeks. And the thing is they're five and two. They got ranked again now at twenty two in the polls. If they win this yep. game, they're at six and two and they're bowl eligible, which is gonna be a, a big step for uh Chris Kleiman who's looking to build off of uh that signature win last week and just as this season in year one.
1: Oh no doubt about it. I mean they've matched last season's win total at this point. You know, they were five and seven last year, now just seven games in, they've already got five wins. As you referenced, if you beat Kansas you get to six and two and you're eligible for a bowl game already. And you know, and I don't, I don't think it's necessarily appropriate to talk about you know, K-State right now and, and Big 12 title picture. Um, or that kind of thing, but it's also disingenuous not to say, hey, if they win that game, they're 3-2 and two in the league already with a win over Oklahoma going to Austin next week to play Texas in a game that if they could find a way to get that, then you would have to change the conversation about where K-State could be in the Big 12. So it's it's hard not to get ahead of yourselves. I, I'm sure K-State's not because they are playing their Tribal this week, and, and that's all they're focused on. But, yeah, it's, it's a big game because it is the Sunflower Showdown, like you said, but beyond that, there's a lot to play for all of a sudden for this K-State team throughout the rest of the season.
0: Well, Matt, I want to thank you so much for joining me this week. And how can our listeners get content from you and all the folks at K-State Online Rivals dot com? Of course, basketball season right around the corner, and yeah. the end of the football season is going to be pretty interesting for the Wildcats.
1: No, that's the thing is, yeah, you know, we had an exhibition, we had two exhibitions now. By the time this airs, so basketball's going on too. Yeah, just like you said, it's just w dot are you know dot com, where a subscription service we are running. Man, through November 1st, was going to be tight, but a deal to where you can get a promotion for half off and a free $50 gift card. Um, If you're not looking for that kind of stuff, we have a lot of free content on our site or on YouTube at K-State Online. Um, Always appreciate anybody taking the time to check us out, and really appreciate you having me on your show every week. Thank you very much.
0: Well, Matt, we'll talk to you next week after the Sunflower Showdown.
1: Yes, sir. Hey, have a good weekend.
0: You too, man.